California, 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 California. Guess what band we're doing today? This is my favorite episode opening so far. Yeah. California, 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 California. Their original band name was Tony Flo and the Miraculously Majestic Masters of Mayhem. I would have wished it would have stayed that. That's a much better band name than Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers, born in L.A. in 1983. Mark, I think that this is bad music for stupid people. I think if people like this band's music, they like bad music, and I think it's probably because they're stupid. Wow. That's saying a lot. They're the herpes of music. <laughs> so one thing I will say, I listen to a lot of satellite radio. That I'm, sucks. A, I'm a big fan of satellite no. radio. <laughs> Which channel? <laughs> I don't even know. Too many of them play the Red Hot Chili Peppers. At least two or three of them that I listen to play it. I will change the channel 100% of the time. Because here's the huge thing about the Red Hot Chili Peppers for me is, yeah, they sucked. And so many of the bands that we talk about, people think that the band did something or influenced something right. and they're wrong. But in this case, they are right. The Red Hot Chili Peppers completely fucked music. Yeah. Until now, maybe. Sure. Yeah. They are credited officially in multiple instances, including Wikipedia. My favorite source is yeah. Wikipedia. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. They are credited for influencing rap rock, new metal, and rap metal. And just for examples, I found an interview from 2002 where Anthony Kiedis, whose dick is the main member of this band, I found an interview where Anthony Kiedis's dick speaks through his mouth and says that they were an inspiration to bands such as Limp Biscuit, Linkin Park, and Kid Rock. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for your contribution to music, you shirtless prick. Should be proud as fuck. Yeah. Put a fucking shirt on, dude. And then apologize for your what you've done. I think you may be forgetting that we have to talk about Dave Navarro in this episode. Oh, yeah, we're going to so, talk about we're Anthony, gonna, We are absolutely going to touch on Dave Navarro. Anthony Kiedis is fully clothed at all times compared to Dave Navarro. That's true. You know, I was thinking when we were we were discussing about doing Red Hot Chili Peppers, which to me is a low-hanging fruit because I think they're so bad, it's so easy. Mm -hmm. But they came out at a time, uh, like a lot of other bands at the time, where they did like, quote unquote, edgy things. Like, oh, look, at they took a picture with socks over their mm -hmm. dicks. Flea played bass at Woodstock, totally naked. Oh my God. And they got so much credit. Credit is a bad word. Awareness because of they were doing goofy shit like that. Yeah. That's not contributing to music whatsoever. And it's really not that edgy, in my opinion. It's just at the time, I guess nobody else was doing it or something. I don't know. We're kind of talking about a few different things at once here, but I want to go on record right now and say I am not down with Flea playing naked. That is a fucking deal breaker for me. Yeah. If I'm at a concert and Flea walks out naked on the stage, I'm done. I'm yeah. out. I'm getting a refund. Yeah. Th that's not why I'm here. Anytime a band has to do something to draw your attention, it's usually because they're drawing your attention well, away from from how bad their music is. How did anyone get this hyper before energy drinks? Because this, this predates energy drinks, <laughs> That's correct? True. Yeah. He can't blame Five of Our Energy Monster or Red Bull for his behavior. This is music for people who huff spray paint out of brown paper bags. Dude, that's completely fair. If you've ever gotten high at like 11 a.m. in an alley, yeah. you love the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes, guaranteed. I will go ahead and just say, I have also preconceived notions of what kind of person you are. If, if I ask you what your favorite band is and you say the Red Hot Chili Peppers, 
I have a list of things that I just assume about you. You're probably a lot like the members of the Red exactly. Hot Chili Peppers. Flea started smoking weed at the age of 13, and his dad would apparently get into shootouts with the police. Yeah. That sounds like a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan to me. Yes. At one point, HBO was actually going to do an original series based on Anthony Kiedis' memoirs, because his dad was a drug dealer, and Anthony was doing hard drugs as a young teenager not like 17 18 like right. young as fuck i think the first time he did heroin was when he was 14 and that was because he thought it was cocaine which he had already been doing for a while right so you mix that in with listening to funk music which they blatantly rip off i mean that's not even a deniable thing well we'll get into the ripping off thing there's a lot there so they start off with this tumultuous life at a very young age it's weird that people who make music like this also enjoy heroin so much. Yeah. Because when I think of heroin, I think of spiritualized, just real pretty, sure. chill. Sure. Uh, I don't care what happens. You're right. 100%. There's nothing about what they're doing that corresponds with. That might be the most interesting thing about this band is that they do the opposite drugs that you would expect. That you would expect, yeah. You would expect a band like this to just do nothing but speed, just constantly only doing uppers. That's all they would do. Because that's kind of what their whole vibe is. It's exhausting to listen to. It is. It really is. It's tiresome. It is tiresome. And it's because they're playing a super whacked out, I'm on crack version of funk music. You right. know, they're just appropriating funk music. I think that their favorite band that they got this idea from was a band called Defunct, spelled all stupid, like D-E-F-U-N-K-T or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. Can we agree? Fuck slap bass in general. Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. We we will cover every band, including like what like Primus was another constant user of it. Your fucking band sounds like the Seinfeld intro music. Yeah, pass. Yeah, pass. Hard pass. Hard pass. Super hard pass. Also, again, not a musician, but I feel like that's the easiest. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, but it seems to, yeah, playing slap bass. It doesn't seem, uh, maybe it's, maybe I'm wrong, but it doesn't seem as precise. There is definitely more room for error. Yeah. You can make, it's not a concise, you can make mistakes perfect and no right. one will and know. Nobody will know. Yeah. Cause it's just sound of the part of the, California, he can play bass guitar. Also, he can play bass guitar, so who really gives a fuck? Right. Oh, bass yeah. player. Name your favorite bass players. And why is your favorite bass player your favorite bass player? Because there's only two ways to go here. One, my favorite bass player is someone like Flea or Les Claypool right. because, oh my God, they can do so much on the instrument. Mm. Or my favorite bass player is like, Rick Danko, because he just, the guy from the band. Uh -huh. I, I, I didn't know if you could. No, no. By the look on your face, it looks like I lost you. Per, yeah, but that's cool. He's loose, but he's tight at the same time. He's really chill and he's in the pocket. Those are the two reasons to like a bass player. Sure. And, you know, if I'm going to go with one, right. I'm going to go with Rick Danko right. over Flea. But also, it's still just a fucking bass guitar. Right. Hence why he has to be naked and do stupid shit. When bands have to do things like that to get your attention, it's because they are distracting yeah. from how bad they are. We were talking about slap bass, though. So yeah, there yeah. is good funk music. Sure. Oh, yes. A hundred percent. I'm not dumping on an entire genre no, here. And if no. I was, it would be something like Polka. I thoroughly enjoy funk music. If you think that the Red Hot Chili Peppers is your favorite band, I cannot urge you strongly enough to go listen to Funkadelic. Go listen to Maggot Brain. Oh, God. Sure. By Funkadelic. Go listen to Free Your Mind. Your ass will follow. Even the one that looks like money on the front. I can't remember what the name of that one is, but it's, a, it's fucking awesome. Or listen to Fishbone. Sure. If Funkadelic oh, is too go. weird for there you, you and you like party vibe 
Fishbone's fucking awesome. And if you're afraid of black people, then listen to the fucking Beastie Boys yeah. or any band with Mike Patton in it. Yeah, there you go. So Red Hot Chili Peppers come onto the scene, California, early 80s. Great up ripping off every band that you just listed. This is just funk music that's been done by lots of other people in much better ways. One of my favorite things is to find quotes from other musicians, negative criticisms of the bands mm-hmm. that we're doing. I found this quote from Nick Cave, and I'm not going to do an accent because that's ridiculous. Quote, I'm forever near a stereo saying, what the fuck is this garbage? And the answer is always the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, <laughs> It's pretty awesome. And I agree with him fully that I will 100% of the time skip or change a channel or be bummed if I can't, if I am not in charge of the music where I am and I have to listen to Under the Bridge or whatever song. Us not liking them is not new. (laughs) There were a lot of people who hated them at the time, including, as will often happen in the show, their fucking producer, their first album. It's another one of those situations where a new and untalented band is working with a producer who is or was in an awesome band. And this time it's Andy Gill from Gang of Four, who is another band that the Red Hot Chili Peppers just blatantly ripped off, would admit it, I think, if you ask them. And you should listen to if you are unfamiliar with Gang of Four. They're great. An entire era of music around Millennium, like Franz Ferdinand, Scissor Sisters, The Rapture, all these bands are just Gang of Four ripoffs. You should really listen to Gang of Four. Andy Gill is their first producer, and he does not seem to like their music very much, Mark, because one day in the studio, Anthony Kiedis sees Andy's notes, and Andy had just written in all caps, shit next to one of the songs. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's not what you want from your producer. No. If you're genuinely trying to be better, maybe it's what you want. For the rest of this episode, like as we're jumping in to different points, it's pretty much going to be impossible to talk about who was and wasn't addicted to heroin. Yeah. At the Major time, problem. their first guitar player died. Uh, Hillel. Hillel something. I'm not sure how to say his name. I have no idea how to pronounce his name. Yeah. He died. That's unfortunate. It yeah. sucks. Stay off drugs, kids. I'm not kidding. That's yeah. not a joke. Heroin fucks everything yeah, up. Yeah, they'll just fucking ruin your life. Don't You'll do die. it. Don't do it. Uplift Mofo Party Plan. I don't know which album that was, like second mm-hmm. or third. Yeah, I don't know. The record company gives them five grand to make a demo tape before even going into the studio, you mm-hmm. know, which that's not that much money. Yeah, at the time. It, but it's, it's uh, probably 10 oh, grand yeah, today. I, I forgot how long ago it was. It's in the it was. 80s. Yeah, that would have been a pretty decent chunk of money yeah. to demo these so, songs um, out. It was actually 30 years ago. Okay, so their producer, not Andy Gill, whatever producer they went with next, and that original guitar player spend two thousand of that five thousand dollars on cocaine and heroin wow that's insane yeah how much that is a lot of drugs dude it's like beforehand they're sitting there and he's like okay show me what songs you guys got got. oh fuck we're gonna need a lot of drugs if i'm gonna have to sit here and listen (laughs) to you guys do that shit i can't get high enough oh no i gotta sit here the whole time you guys Mm, do this actually i think i should try to die let's just do speedballs the entire fucking time yeah maybe if one of you dies while we're making this album everyone will care about it better yeah everyone will care about it and again i mean that sounds insensitive but i think we all know and i'm not telling you to kill one of your bandmates and i'm not telling you to kill no. yourself no no you no really shouldn't do either of those things but i think we all know if you achieve a moderate level of success like a major label record deal and you get to put out two albums and people kind of think they're good and they're looking forward to your next one if someone dies right there at that point in your history yeah you are gonna get in the fucking rock and roll hall of fame mark this band is in the rock and roll hall of fame that's insane think about how many i could list through so many bands that are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yet. 
or may not ever be that were infinitely better. The no comparison. My God, that's so, I did not know that. They're in the Rock and Roll Hall I know, I did know that they have 16 Grammy nominations. They've won six Grammys. They should have a Grammy called the California Grammy. I think the California thing is a byproduct of him being, I would argue, the worst lyricist in the history of arena rock. Mm -hmm. I can't think of a single other band that (laughs) plays those size venues that has lyrics that are as bad as this. And I'm including millennial boy bands in that. Just to say arena rock. Because they are, which is true. They're that big, dude. But that's crazy to say. They're that big. That, that it's arena rock. So is it fair to say that he scats? Oh, yeah, for yes. sure. Okay. So he and the singer for Counting Crows are on the same I'm unfamiliar page. with- uh, He scats too. Scatting. He's a scatter. Who's a better scatter? I don't know. They should start a little band together called the Skit Scats. And they just get scat about skitter scats. I'm going to see how many times I can go skibbity-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby-dooby
Oh God, this is another moment where I wish we had video on our podcast because I'm like cringing so it's hard. It's bad. That is so gross. This band is a commercial for Anthony Kiedis's dick. Yeah. Every, it, everything that he's saying right. at the beginning of this band, it's when he's all using just words. about the dick. Sex, drugs, magic. I mean, right? Isn't that one of their things? Yeah, that's yeah. that's the album with Under the Bridge Bingo. on it. Yeah, so that's the, right. what happens right. there is the worst thing that can happen, and I can't imagine who the fuck this guy is, but the guy who is a fan of Red Hot Chili Peppers at the time when they already made their first three albums he thinks they're fucking great the worst thing that happens to that guy is they hit with a ballad and it's the same thing that happened to Incubus fans too right like if you were a fan Drive. of Incubus's yeah. first album or two Science or whatever and then, uh, like ADD yeah. funk math right whatever the yes. fuck you want to call it and then they got huge from drive yeah, then they hit with drive which is totally not what they sounded and, like and then it's yeah. just top 40 middle of the road from there on out folks yeah. nothing like, edgy you're not coming back from that nope never you can't you nope, can't never nope 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 if you throw a bunch of junkies in any situation where they have to hang out with each other and maintain a normal relationship it's just not gonna work out right. i'm sure someone was pissed off about the guitar player spending two grand on all those drugs when that sure. mic was supposed to go to the demo but this under the bridge is really where you you get the first big rift in the band. John Frushanti, I think I'm saying that right. Mm -hmm. Frushanti. Yeah. He is the guitar player in the band when Under the Bridge blows up. And this guy is a student of music history. He's a phenomenal guitarist, by the way. He mm -hmm. was going to audition for Frank Zappa's band before joining the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I don't know if you don't know anything about Frank Zappa, you're not getting in that dude's band unless yeah. you're just a fucking unreal guitar player but then I think on his way to the audition he must have known this or maybe someone told him this or something but Frank Zappa didn't do drugs a lot of people think that Frank Zappa was stoned all the time or tripping yeah, on acid he, he did not do drugs right. and not only that you weren't allowed to do drugs on tour in his band and Frush, I'm going to call him Frush because I saw that his fans call him that and there's no way to mispronounce it. Sure. So Frush decides that he wants to do drugs and fuck girls. So he's not going to try out for... Zappa. Yeah. And then I think Flea asked him to try out for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, who is uh -huh. his favorite band, which bad on you, Frush. Like, <laughs> right. Did things that he wanted to do, you know, drugs. Yeah, it's drugs party right. scene. Sex, drugs, you know? and rock and roll. But so he's a student of music history and he knows what it means when the ballad is the hit. He knows that that means there's pressure now because mm -hmm. they sold so much and made so much money. Now there's pressure to do that again. Right. And the way that makes the most sense to do it again is to just keep trying, yeah. throw a dart at that bullseye that they hit on accident. Yep. And he starts fucking this song up on tour on purpose. He would do little improvised jams on the intro to Under the Bridge, mm -hmm. the part that everyone likes a lot. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's like the first 10 songs you learn how to play on guitar. Is right. That. <laughs> yes. And the worst one is, I think on Saturday Night Live, he just fucks Anthony Kiedis over. Really? Like he's, yeah, he starts playing it in a different key. Later in the song, when all the background vocals come in, Frush would do that part live. And instead of singing it normally, he screams it. Mm -hmm. Completely throwing off the whole thing. Yeah, I guess Kiedis was really bummed out about that. And then on the following tour, he was done. He said he didn't want the band to be that popular. He never wanted to be that famous. He doesn't want all that attention on him. Right. I'm done. I quit. They talk him into playing the show that night. Mm -hmm. And he does, but then he just gets on a plane hours Best. after that show. Right. I mean, you kind of have to respect that. I completely respect that. Yeah. Staying true to like what he values 100% as an artist, as a person, whatever. I, I respect that. Absolutely. But who fills in for him? These fucking assholes let Dave Navarro be in their band. Yeah. There's no excuse for that. No. 
rekindled Dave Navarro. Who is apparently allergic to wearing shirts. Yes, a walking hot topic. I remember at the time people making a big deal about him playing a guitar with a vibrator and... Do you not know about this? No. Oh, yeah. He used to play slide with a vibrator. <laughs> or it might have been a dildo, but I think it was right. a vibrator. I mean, I remember seeing it happen, and it looks like the vibrator that I use at home. So yeah. I remember that. See, yeah, you're familiar with it. <laughs> yeah. So I think what happened is there's a musical term called vibrato, uh, which is when you like right, shake a note right. a little bit. I think he probably heard someone oh, saying Jesus. that and was like, oh, vibrato, yeah. vibrator. It sounds oh, kind of the same. Yeah. And, oh, and by the way, if it wasn't obvious from my representation of how I think his mind works, Dave Navarro, also a junkie. Oh, yes. Hardcore junkie. They asked him Major to be problems. in the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and he passed because right. he was familiar, as was everyone, because their fucking guitar player died. Right. He was familiar with their history of drug problems, and he was trying to get clean. Right. So he was like, I don't think I need to fuck with that right. at this point in my life. So he passed. So they got someone else to play who gives a fuck. And then by the time they came back around to hit Dave up again, he was clean and felt like he could be a member of the Red Hot Chili Peppers without risking his sobriety. Right. Are you ready for the twist? <laughs> in case anybody, you don't see this one coming. Brace yourself. Yeah, this is this might be difficult. If you're driving right now, pull over because yeah. you're gonna get you're gonna hear some crazy crazy thing you would never expect. Everyone in this band is supposed to be sober when Dave joins and they start doing drugs again. Yeah. In a shocking turn of events. They made just a trash album called One Hot Minute and it had that song Aeroplane and oh, right, My right. Friends I think is on that one. Yeah. Very bad songs. And then also even just knowing that Dave Navarro was a part of the band was off-putting. Dave Navarro's existence to me is off-putting. I saw a recent photo of him while looking some stuff up for this and I don't know if he's had work done or just, sure. or just wears makeup but no. he looks like if a cat was a person except remove the coolest thing about cats which is that they don't care if you like them right all right so david navarro's in the band for a minute and then frush comes back right and then this is where california starts right this is where they become the band and the reason why frush comes back is because he gets sober there is a very disturbing documentary you can watch johnny depp and someone else i don't remember who made it they go over to frush's house he thinks he's talking to ghost it's mm -hmm. super sad it's yeah. really disturbing but he comes out of it he goes to rehab gets clean from heroin or no he gets clean from heroin because he quits cold turkey and then this is way too much detail and then he still is addicted to crack so he goes to rehab for that and Insane. then he's totally clean. Yeah. And then the Red Hot Chili Peppers are basically done after Dave leaves and Flea tells Anthony, like, I can't imagine going on unless we get John back. He mm -hmm. goes and talks to John. John comes back in the band. Mm -hmm. And Frush is in this band because originally because he likes drugs and partying. Mm -hmm. I don't know why he joins the band without the drugs. Because this is almost a George Harrison and the Beatles situation where Frush is a genuinely talented musician. Right. Maybe he feels that he can push the band in a direction. That does make sense because that seems like that's what happened. Right. If you've never listened to John Frushanti's solo career, you should. His first two albums are made while he's on heroin. Mm -hmm. And then he made an album called To Record Only Water for 10 Days. And that's the first album that he made after kicking heroin. Listen to that and then go back and listen to what he did beforehand. And that's the sound of quitting heroin. Heroin. Mm -hmm. And that's why you shouldn't do heroin. Yeah, don't and do it. You can just hear why. And a lot of the elements from that solo album end up coming into Californication, which as an album is far and away their biggest commercial success sure. until yeah. that time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what's happening there could have been good, except you have Anthony Kiedis mm -hmm. ugh, yeah. all over the whole thing. Because he just takes it and turns it into a California, 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 California
That sums up Anthony Kiedis, I feel like, perfectly. So anyways, he injects his talent into the Red Hot Chili Peppers, which you can only do so much. Yeah, it doesn't matter. If you're going to let Anthony Kiedis write the lyrics and use a microphone, and he just never shuts the fuck up. Right, he's going to be himself. It doesn't matter what you do. No, you know? no. It doesn't matter how talented you are, as long as that guy is making something over the top of what you're it's doing. It's like if Salvador Dali let Banksy finish one of his paintings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good analogy. That's funny. You could not escape this fucking album at the time. No, it was everywhere. If, ever, if anyone listening to this wasn't born yet, it's really hard to understand how popular this Red Hot Chili Peppers album was. And here's my thing about the Red Hot Chili Peppers' fascination with California. So many of these guys have had such bad drug addictions and had to go to rehab and get mm -hmm. sober and ruin their lives and try to fix it again. And then they get sober. And what do they do? Yeah. Right, go right down the toilet again. Back home yeah. to California where they know they can just get whatever the fuck they wanted mm -hmm. sent to them with a phone call. California is fucking killing you. Yeah. Stop living in California. Yeah. Stop singing about California. Yeah, exactly. say, or maybe start representing California, what it's doing to you in a real way, not celebrating it. I feel like the Red Hot Chili Peppers are a living, breathing, don't do drugs commercial. Yeah. You remember those, this is your brain, yes. this is your brain on drugs, of, you know, famous commercials. Yeah. Just flee. Literally, it should just, exactly. It shouldn't be, this is your brain on drugs and cracking an egg into a, a pan. It should just be like pictures of the band. Here's where Mike Patton comes into it. Because Mike Patton's in a bunch of bands. Mm -hmm. Definitely don't have time to even mention all of them. No. Mr. Bungle makes an album called California. Right. Around this time. And apparently, all the way back when Mike Patton was in Faith No More, Anthony Kiedis had seen the music video for Epic mm -hmm. and thought oh. that it looked like a Red Hot Chili Peppers ripoff because uh. the Red Hot Chili Peppers were so original. I was going to say. Such an original fuck? concept. Please. Yeah. So the history of this is Kiedis sees that video, or at least this is his excuse. This right. is his excuse is that he thinks Mike Patton in Faith No More was ripping off the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So then Mr. Bungle puts out their album California around the same time as the Red Hot Chili Peppers album Californication. Mm -hmm. They've got all these festival dates booked for a while and then they all just fall through at once. Mm -hmm. And they find out that the reason why is the headliner in their contract reserved the right to... Oh. Right, to common thing. Support. Sure. So then Mr. Bunkle takes a shot at Red Hot Chili Peppers in their Halloween concert. They all dress up in Red Hot Chili Peppers outfits. You, you can see yes. this video on I'm YouTube. I'm familiar with the story. And Recommend they, it. They just race through four trash ass covers of the Red Hot Chili Pepper songs just to show you that anyone can it's fucking trash. do this. Yeah. Right. And actually they get pretty mean with it. They like pantomime shooting up with needles oh, on stage geez. in the video. It's actually, it's pretty rough. Like sure. they go hard. But, I mean, this is what happens. Dude, you're you fucking with my money. Ex exactly. That California album, they definitely turned the knob on their aesthetic for that. Right. That album had the potential to do more mainstream business than anything they had done beforehand. So getting kicked off these festival dates sucks a lot. Then Anthony Kiedis gets them thrown off Big Day Out, which is a gigantic festival in, in Australia. Australia. Yeah, yeah, huge. Biggest. It, the whole country practically comes out for it. And that's when it's just, okay, this is a problem. They call the Red Hot Chili Peppers management. What the fuck is going on here? Their management's like, hey, sorry, we want you to know this is not the management doing this. Right. This is not the band doing this. This is Anthony Kiedis. Specifically. Personally him. Right. He's the one that's doing this. So Mike Patton kind of takes a shot at them for this whole California thing. 
1999 interview, he's making fun of artists who think it's legit interesting to talk about how California is this very deceptive place because it's like it's bright and success and money on the surface, but it's really dark on the inside. Right, the dark side of yeah, California. If you're still mining this artistic territory. skiddling and scoodily doing. <laughs> okay, so Kiedis' whole excuse was that he thought Faith No More was a ripoff. Oh my God. If anyone thinks that's valid, I need, I need you to right now go look up a song by T-Rex called Ripoff, which that's the song that John Frusciante admitted to stealing ripping the off. chords. <laughs> Actually, the ripping off. Stole the Under the Bridge chords from. Uh-huh. Next, search a song called Bread Fan, B-R-E-A-D-F-A-N, by a band called Budgie, B-U-D-G-I-E, and just let me know if that what, sounds familiar. What, the, what yeah. that one sounds like? Let me know if you've ever heard that shit sure, before. Sure, sure. This guy sounds like a dick. I don't even want to talk about him yeah, anymore. I mean, the thing is, is that I just don't, Mike Patton doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that's going to think anything that anyone in the Red Hot Chili Peppers does is cool or want to rip off any of it. I mean, truly, I don't know if we could do an episode on Mike Patton. Because first, oh, I first, could. I think he would love it. I think he'd be on board. Sure. He'd probably, if enough people cared about this show, he would probably fucking call in and yes. let us be rag- a part of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He'd probably let us rag on him to his face. I can't imagine anything he'd ever doing that. No, no. He'd ban he us would from get you festivals. kicked off fucking Big Day Out. Yeah, we've learned from the Red Hot Chili Peppers is two things. Real talk, don't, Fucking do drugs. Wear a condom also, by yeah, the way. Don't kiss your fucking fans that are just standing at the front of the stage. Gross. Also, skit, skit, scootily dude. If the Red Hot Chili Peppers are your favorite band. Your favorite band sucks. Thank you for listening to Your Favorite Band Sucks. I did want to tell you something I forgot to mention in this episode is that the Red Hot Chili Peppers logo, that little asterisk thing, yeah, that looks like Kurt Vonnegut's illustration of an asshole from Breakfast of Champions. So in their defense, maybe they have been letting us know that they're just a bunch of assholes this entire time. Also, the Funkadelic album I couldn't remember the title of is called America Eat It Young. Everyone knows Maggot Brain, Everyone knows Free Your Mind and Your Ass Will Follow. Check out America Eats It's Young. I think it's a great album. Okay, you're still listening to this, so that means you either liked this episode or maybe you hated it so much that you're now in a catatonic state and can't shut off the podcast. But if you are still able to do so, then we need you to subscribe to the show and we need you to rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're listening on Apple Podcast or iTunes or Stitcher or whatever, there's going to be an option to subscribe, and we need you to do that. Anywhere you see an option to rate and review the show, then we need you to take a couple seconds and do that too. Pretty please, and thank you so much. Then what you're going to want to do is share this episode on social media. And you can do that whether you love the show or hate it. We really don't care. Post it and say you think we're right. Post it and say you think we're wrong. Hell, you don't even have to say whether or not you agree with us. You could just post it and watch your friends eat each other alive in the comments. Trust me, it's fucking hilarious. You can go to the website at yfbspod.com and share the link from there, or you can find Your Favorite Band Sucks on social media and share our post about the episode. Okay, next week on the podcast, Mark and I are talking about LCD sound system. I know what some of you are thinking right now. You're thinking, wait, I really like LCD sound system. How are you guys going to do an episode on them? 
Well, the name of the podcast isn't Everyone's Favorite Band Sucks Except Yours. It's Your Favorite Band Sucks. So get a six-pack of wine coolers or grow an ironic mustache. Do whatever you gotta do, 